Sports Business Journal's SBJ presents podcasts featuring industry experts, insight, and perspective on the issues impacting the business of sports. Our topic in this episode, The Measure of Success, Churchill Downs Racetrack Sponsorship Strategy, sponsored by IEG. Churchill Downs Vice President of Marketing, Brand, and Partnerships, Casey Ramage, joins us, along with Dan Kozlak, Vice President of Strategy at IEG. Well, thanks to both of you for joining us. Dan, I want to start with you. From IEG's perspective, which property do you think is utilizing measurement the best, and why is that? Thanks. So during my three-year tenure at IEG, there hasn't been a property that's accounted for and measured their value any better than Churchill Downs. The majority of properties in our space really solely rely on valuation for their measurement. And this really only captures whether you're getting your value for your money. And this is good because you do want to appraise what your assets are worth and you do want to show delivery on that front. But what it's really not capturing is the effectiveness of a sponsorship. And Churchill Downs does this by executing impact studies with their key partners. And really what these do is they answer questions through the lens that sponsors grade their own success. So are we reaching the right audience? Are they aware of our sponsorship? Are our fans aware of our sponsorship? Is the sponsorship awareness really resulting in lifts in brand health and business back? And really they're answering basically, is this investment doing what we needed to do? And sometimes it's difficult for properties to look in the mirror and ask themselves these questions about the partnerships that they're responsible for. But Churchill Downs would rather face the truth than not know, which is always refreshing. And they do this, I think, not only to just capture any positive stories that they are, but almost more importantly, to shine a light on some of the potentially poor performing areas that they might have. Because, you know, in this space, we throw out the word partnership a lot. We use it synonymous with sponsor. Um, but a really a true partner in our eyes at IEG is someone that is transparent and they're proactively trying to optimize on behalf of their other partner. And we really believe that this has been the best path to retention and growth. And we feel like that's far more sustainable than constantly having to restock your sponsors because you don't have the answers that they need to go through with a renewal. And Casey, we appreciate you joining us to share your perspective. Maybe start with the question of why properties don't track their own performance in this way. Why is that? First of all, thanks uh, for having me, Brian. I think, you know, to your question of why properties may not do it can be pretty simple. I mean, first of all, it takes time from a planning perspective. It takes budget. And quite honestly, people may not be ready to face the results. You have to be in that mindset and we are a part of a very data-driven team. And so it was really important for us as we look ahead to our milestone anniversary in 2024 with the 150th Kentucky Derby. I think it was a really good opportunity for us to take stock. But also, you know, we have a responsibility to our partners to see if we're being effective, you know, and if we are being good partners for them from a purchase consideration perspective. You know, you just touched on that, but You are Churchill Downs. You have the Kentucky Derby, the Oaks. I mean, you are a major event. Why did you feel it was so important to do this? I mean, you didn't have to do it, but you did. Absolutely. I mean, we are the world's greatest race and we are a global event. But it is important for us to because we want to be transparent. We want to be transparent with ourselves and we want to be good partners. And that was one of the reasons that we chose IEG 
was because of the comprehensive study approach that they take, which really captures the impact of our partnership, both for the on-site attendees, but then also for national horse racing fans. We actually were able to break down the study because when you think about the Kentucky Derby, we have two you know, different segments. You have kind of the lifestyle bucket list fan that is there to attend. And then you also have kind of the core horse racing fan. And we really wanted to be able to kind of divide the data and look at those separately. And IEG was able to deliver not only a dynamic rate card, but also look at the impact study of our official partner as well. Yeah, that's interesting. Dan, maybe dive into this measurement process and tell us what it looks like. Yeah. So as Casey alluded to, there are really two types of measurement that we did. So the first was a valuation analysis where we then took all the evaluation that we did and we put into a rate card tool that they could use. So the first step of that is really understanding and identifying what are all the assets, all the inventory that they have to sell, both existing and future assets. And then it's our job to make sure that we familiarize ourselves with each and every one of those. You know, how many people can see them? What's the flow? What's the degree of engagement? Uh, so that we can properly process it through our methodology. And then we request data where we can populate our models. And then we also supplement that with any information that they're unable to provide. And then we put it through our valuation methodology, which basically has seven different variables that we assess each and every asset through to ultimately produce what the fair market value is for each. And one additional step that we take that we don't really see that much in the marketplace is that we try to identify all the existing and potential categories that they could do business with. And then we use that information to put a value on the use of likeness as well as the exclusivity value on top of the sponsorship assets because that value and the demand is gonna fluctuate from category to category. So if you had a certain package of assets, it would be more valuable for an auto partner as it would be compared to a luxury wash partner. If you're using that same package of assets just based on the value of those two different components. And then finally, once we have all the different categories, once we have all the assets valued, we put them in a dynamic rate card tool, which you can then it really serves as a value calculator and a package creation tool because what you're doing is customizing every different asset that you want to include and it dynamically inputs what that value should ultimately be. So rather than having one static report that captures the value of a single deal, you can do an infinite amount of deals and customize as need be to make sure that you are creating a package not only that is befitting to each partner and their needs, but making sure that they get the fair market value that they deserve from it as well. The second area of measurement that we executed that Casey touched on is that we did impact studies for three of their key partners. And this process is a little bit more collaborative at the onset of it. So what we did is we had stakeholder interviews with members of the team from Churchill Downs to make sure that we were getting the information that they needed to tell the value stories that they did, that they're positioning self, themselves appropriately, and that they're reporting relevant findings back to their partners. So once we had all these discussions, we were able to establish performance reflective and relevant KPIs that would be meaningful and helpful to them. And then from there, it was a matter of designing studies to objectively capture this performance and then frame that impact appropriately. And how we do this is we use a test versus control method, something like the scientific method. So we can really see what the lift is from that influence and attribute that back to the sponsorship directly where there is no subjectivity to it. It's very black and white and clear. 
And then once we have all of our findings, it's a matter of packaging that up and putting in a comprehensive report. And what we like to do is not just show the results and the top line numbers, but really get into the data and understand what is the story of all the performance here. So each one of those KPIs, we tried to have insights and tell exactly what it meant so that they could use it to their full capacity and that they can make it actionable as well. So it wasn't just data for data's sake, right? They knew exactly how they could use it and almost weaponize it to a certain extent. Yeah. Dan, what struck you most about the results here? What struck me most is that, you know, there's really four criteria that you need in order to have a successful sponsorship. You know, first and foremost, you have to have a revered property with a, you know, an excellent reputation that brands want to associate with so that that identity transfers over to their brand. The second is you have to have a fan base that is attractive to marketers, right? You want to have the people they're trying to reach. And then third, you have to have a property that is making their fans aware of who the sponsors are, right? They're not just slapping logos on there and hoping that people understand who they are. They're actually making people aware of who they are. And then finally, once there's an awareness of, of the sponsorship among fans, is that actually having an impact? So once fans are aware of the sponsorship, is it actually driving them down to the mid and lower part of the purchase funnel? All four of these different areas is something that we captured in our measurement and Churchill Downs hit it out of the park with each and every one. Like it's rare to see such a success rate with each one of those. Again, you want to be successful in each one, but they absolutely crushed it. You know, from a revered property standpoint, they were head and shoulders amongst their competition when we looked at the other Triple Crown members. And also, I think, you know, people can assume that they do have a very affluent and educated audience. And that is something that we did confirm with our study as well. And their sponsorship awareness was at excellent levels. I mean, this is a huge testament to Casey and her team and the way that they do find authentic, relevant and noticeable ways to not only get the sponsor in front of the fans, but have them almost committed to a memory, right? So that they recognize them as a sponsor. And then finally, you know, when you kind of bundle all that together, you're hoping that affinity and that awareness ultimately leads to that business impact. And that is something that we saw in spades as well with this study. And Casey, what struck you most about these results? So what struck me the most was just the success we saw across all three of our official partners that were a part of the research. And we saw that purchase consideration was above 30% for both Kentucky Oaks and Derby attendees that were unaware of the sponsorship and then horse racing fans as well. So just to see the lift that was provided because of the partnership was really incredible. They were north of 30% across the board and we're really proud of that. And it was also really great to see our partners because we used this at our partner summit and we were able to share this information with them and they really leaned into it and they were excited to share it with their board and C-suite executives and really use it internally as a tool as well. Another thing that really stood out is that with the impact that we saw, the lifts that we saw and all the purchase consideration awareness, you know, usually a property has the advantage of having a full season to accomplish, right? So they have multiple events, they have all these television airings, there's so many different times to have this accumulation of this lift. 
But with the Kentucky Derby, it's just a matter of a few days where they can have this window of impact. And even despite just it being a short amount of time frame, they have these lifts that are off the charts and up there with the best of them that we've ever seen, which is quite remarkable. You know, one of the sponsors I think of is Woodford Reserve, right? And the cool bottles that they've produced. And it's interesting, you know, to both you and Dan's points where you have, you know, a very interesting audience for the Derby where you have that hardcore fan. They're there no matter what. But you also have the casual fan who flocks to this event every year. And I think of Woodford, right? They've seized on this opportunity by amplifying it with the special bottle and the extra promotion. It's been pretty cool to see. Nothing goes better with horse racing than Woodford Reserve. Um, And they have been a fantastic presenting sponsor. And you're right. They really are leaning in as well and creating a second holiday for the brand, you know, within their calendar. You've got the holidays, October, November, December, but May is now kind of a second holiday for them. Talk about the research and the insight that you gain from this and what you're doing with that today, maybe to improve. So a few things, one back to the the dynamic Ray card is we are a custom property when we work with partners. There, you know, is no A, B and C kind of sales package. We sit down with our partners. We, you know, we want to understand what their objectives are. And then we really go to work on creating a custom partnership for them. And so the dynamic tool for us has been, we've had a lot of fun with it because you can just get in and, you know, and completely geek out over it. And that's where the exclusivity factor comes in because you can build a package and play around, you know, with what type of category you're building this for. And so we've had a lot of fun working with it. It's making us smarter, but, you know, it's a competitive advantage for us that we have because we have the confidence when we sit down with our current partners or we're having renewal discussions or we're prospecting to say, you know, here is proof of what we're able to do with our current partners. You know, we'd love to be able to help you as well. And in fact, we had a partner that has worked it into their renewal contract that they will get this service, you know, ever so often. So it's really positive. That's great to hear. And when you say differentiate yourself from other competitors, you're talking about the Super Bowl, right? Formula One racing. I mean, big time events. Talk about that and how you've been able to do that and to take those results and amplify that. Yes. I mean, we really compete on a global scale. And so when you think of the bucket list items like the Super Bowl, the Masters, I mean, that is really where the Kentucky Derby lives. And so when we're able to be very transparent and in show proof of partnership across global brands, right? We have fantastic partners with Woodford, with Longines, with Ford, BMW. You know, we work with global companies. And to be able to share with prospects, this is what we have done on a global scale. It's really exciting. And it really opens the door because we're able to be transparent and share the data. Dan, you know, clearly very positive results here from Churchill Downs. What would you say to others in our audience out there, other properties that are less confident, maybe not as data driven in getting into this, you know, to to try and find the positives, the negatives and that proof of performance? So I think the truth will set you free. Oh, no, just (laughs) joking. But I mean, really, what you don't want to do is just focus on showcasing the aura of your property and quantifying how many fans that it reaches and the overlap 
with the target audience of the prospect that you're reaching like that is you'd certainly want that but that's just a starting point we need to start doing and we you know brands are starting to demand it more and more is you have to build these irrefutable business cases that speak to the ultimate decision makers that have budgets and procurement departments because it's not enough to just sell it like you're selling it to a fan right you have to sell it as a business investment and i think that's how you treat it so there's really two benefits that can come from you know, doing this type of measurement with the impact studies is one, it can help you secure new partners because like we've been talking about, can help you uncover your value propositions and your differentiators and how to position yourself to compete in the marketplace against other properties that are options for some of these brands. And then it allows you to showcase, you know, current partner results. And it gives you an example of what sponsors can expect when they go forth with the sponsorship with you. And then second, it can help retain and grow existing partnerships. Like we've been saying, confidence comes from this type of study. You can confidently walk in and demonstrate what your performance has been. You don't have to try to speak to some of the highlights and just kind of the viewership, right? You can really get into what matters and the nuts and bolts and the effectiveness of the sponsorship. You can position yourself as being a true partner by proactively diagnosing the strengths and weaknesses to keep optimizing. And ultimately, this leads to more trust, better performance, and we all know that that probably equates to a higher probability of retention. Well, the fact that uh, Churchill Downs has embraced this, I think, speaks for itself. So, Casey, Dan, thank you both for joining us. Thank you. You're welcome. IEG VP of Strategy, Dan Kozlak, and Churchill Downs VP of Marketing, Brand and Partnerships, Casey Ramage, joining us. Thank you for downloading Sports Business Journal's SBJ Presents podcast, sponsored by IEG.